2 Corinthians chapter 4 Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. We reject all the shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God, and all who are honest know this. If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus, so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death, but this has resulted in eternal life for you. But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believed in God, so I spoke. We know that God who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. All of this is for your benefit, and as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving, and God will receive more and more glory. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Chapter 5 For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is, when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself, and not by human hands. We grow weary in our present bodies, 
and we long to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing. For we will put on heavenly bodies. We will not be spirits without bodies. While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh. But it's not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies that clothe us. Rather, we want to put on our new bodies so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by life. God himself has prepared us for this, and as a guarantee, he has given us his Holy Spirit. So, we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord. For we live by believing and not by seeing. Yes, we are fully confident and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies, for then we will be at home with the Lord. So whether we are here in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please him. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. Because we understand our faithful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. Are we commending ourselves to you again? No. We are giving you a reason to be proud of us, so you can answer those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. If it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors, God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead. Come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Chapter 4 is titled, Treasure in Fragile Clay Jars. And that's what we are. We are God's treasure. And as our bodies age, 
and wear out, our fragility is even more noticeable. I've been thinking a lot about ageing recently. My parents are both ageing, my mother not doing as well as my father in the health department. You know, you get to a certain age and your life becomes very much about taking care of those who took care of you when you weren't able to. Those roles get reversed and that's just the cycle of life. So the photo for today's episode is one that reminds me of ageing. There's a really cool place called the Okanichi Speedway in Hillsborough, North Carolina. It's a historic site. It's on the National Register of Historic Places. And although it's over 40 acres, I just went around a mile of it. It's kind of cool to walk along the speedway that was between 48 and 68, a NASCAR speedway. And apparently it's the only one only surviving dirt speedway from NASCAR's inaugural 1949 season. As you are walking around that dirt track, they've still got the grandstands. You've got the, I know there's a term for it, but the platform where the person waves the flag. And you've got the obvious oval that was the dirt track Now it's just full of pine needles and you're surrounded by very tall longleaf pine trees. And that's our state's tree. And they're so tall and the trail is just very quiet. Or at least it was when my husband and I walked it. And just over to the side of the back stretch is a river. You can't see it from the track. You have to go down some stairs, but then you can walk along the river We watched deer running on the hill on the other bank. And it was just such a peaceful experience to be there. Now, if you've listened to episode two, you'll know that I have a love of American classic cars. And I may have mentioned that in other episodes as well. But the photo from episode two is a classic car. And it really is my joy to photograph those old vehicles when they've been restored They look very beautiful, but I've kind of got a thing now for the old rusty ones. And I'm not saying that that's a reflection of my stage of life. (laughs) I just have seen so many beautifully restored vehicles that when you start to see the rusty ones, and sometimes they've got clear coat on them, so they're not going to rust anymore. You know, they're not open to the elements. It's been sanded down and sealed. And you just see all the different coats of paint that the car has had over the years. And you can get some really beautiful photos from those subjects. But here at the Okanichi Speedway, they had a few cars dotted around that I'm guessing used to race there. But I thought it was a lovely touch because I love old cars and... These were about as old and decrepit as you could get, but great reminders of the history of that place. So I think the next time I'm on my way to Chapel Hill and the weather's going to be different, I'm going to go back to the speedway and just walk around the track and see if I get a different vibe from it. And now that I have actually read a little bit about that speedway and realising that 
Richard Petty won the last race held there. And it's really apparent when you first see the track that it was the inspiration for the speedway in the movie Cars 3. And Richard Petty was one of the voices of the characters in that movie. So I just think that's really very cool. Well, if you ever find yourself near Chapel Hill, go and check out the Speedway. If you've been there, done that, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And until next week, take care. To download the photo from today's episode or any of the other episodes, visit ttlm.pictures.com.